You're listening to Summersations, where I talk about any and everything under the sun. You name it, we can talk about it. On this podcast, I have hard conversations, promote others, bring awareness, and I do my best to bring some entertainment. Overall, my goal is just add value and humor into your day. I am your host, Caprina. I want to welcome my co-host, Jeff. And Jeff is here. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, like my other co-host, and I'm just finally getting to it. But he wants to talk about, you know, fathers raising daughters and the difference between that, because um, I don't think as women, we, we realize how hard it is for men to have these conversations with their fathers. But if you are a daughter, and you have a father, then you know. You know sometimes you want to talk to your dad, and sometimes you want to talk to your mom, and then sometimes it may make your, your dad feel uncomfortable. So we're going to talk about that. Um, a few things I want to bring up is that it's really sad because um, people get impressed when you be like, oh yeah, I take care of my daughters, or I'm a single father, or whatever. It's so sad that people are impressed by fathers actually taking care of your, their kids, and that's because of the statistics. So um, we want to. We want you to keep an open mind and remember that it's men out here that are taking care of their kids, whether it's from a distance, whether it's um, whether they're trying and they're getting resistance. I mean, either way, it's a lot of men out here. Let's let's keep it real. That's really trying to take care of their kids. Sometimes it's the women <laughs> that prevents them from doing so, and so also as women, you know, we have the advantage because when our girls are going through stuff. We, we've been there, we've done that. We have real life examples. We can relate, you know, about going through our first period, our first crush, you know, having, you know, having sex for the first time and things like that. As women, we're able to relate more. So it's hard for men to actually tap into their girls and figure it out. And sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes they're too harsh. Sometimes they're not soft enough, you know, things like that. So I'm going to let Jeff, I want Jeff to introduce himself, tell him, tell him, tell us where you're from, um, you know, what you do for a living and how many girls do you have and their ages? And then we'll go from there. Okay. So my name is Jeffrey. I am originally from New Orleans. Now I live in Maryland. Um, moved here after Katrina and been here ever since. Um, I work for Verizon. Verizon has the uh, Fios platform that does their phone, cable, and internet. So I help to maintain that platform through the fiber network. And um, I have five daughters. My daughters' ages range. I have four born in August. So in August, my oldest will be 25. The next one will be 19. Then I have one at 16. Then I have Let me write this down. Hold on, 25, say it again, or I need to write this down. 25, one will be 25, Mm -hmm. one will be 19. Okay. One is 16. Okay. And the twins the baby girl. (laughs) And they are so cute. Very very proud of being my- He is proud of his twins, ladies. Oh my God. So you have, the twins were born at the end of the year, right? No, the twins were born in August. In August too, so all of them are in August, except for one. All of them. Oh my August. gosh! So you have Leo yeah. girls. Oh Jesus! Okay, it's gonna be good. Okay, yeah. we need some examples. <laughs> Man, well, tell us. You know, how is it? So you have no boys at all. None. Did you? Did you want a boy? Are you? You keep going. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. God, I feel like God gave me what He wanted me to have. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted a son bad. Matter of fact, um, when I just when I found out about this pregnancy, I uh, well, I shouldn't say every pregnancy. I was like, it's a son. It's gonna be a son. It's gonna be a son. Mm-hmm. Tried to will it. Tried to speak it into existence. And powers that be were like, nah, not this time. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I you know took it in stride. And be honest with you. I can't say I raised the well because I had a nephew that I kind of raised. Um, okay. And it was fun raising him. Don't get me wrong. It's fun raising boys because you can be a little rough. Um, some girls like to be rough, but I'm still that daddy. So I want to be, no, nah, that's my princess. So you yeah. tend to play a little softer with them. But um, raising girls is fun. 
it, it, it's, it's very much a learning experience with being a male because as a male, you're like, oh, you know, when you do this, as far as changing diaper, it's not that simple. When it comes to girls, you got to worry about all types of sensitive skin issues. Yeah. But it's, it's different. You really want to, you really tend to take extra special care of that daughter. So it's okay. real. It's you're more real gentle. That, that. <laughs> Well, that's how it is. That's how dads are with their girls. I mean, yes, they're always yeah. that way with their girls. Um, yeah. So let me ask you, how do you, um, oh, I'm looking at my comments on Facebook. Lachelle, don't come over here with the shits. <laughs> Lachelle, come with the stuff. She said, oh, so you prefer a certain time of year. She's trying to say, so you have a favorite time of year to conceive babies, basically, because no, you have them all in no, August. <laughs> no, no. So what does that mean? What's the conception month? Do the math. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. The conception one, I believe, would be November, December. But my twins actually came early. They were supposed to be born in September. They were okay. 34. They were born in 34 weeks. So they came early. But yeah, I think November, December might be conception one. Uh, so your your conception time is coming up here soon. Right now. No. <laughs> No. You done done. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, because you have a 25-year-old. I thought I was crazy because when my when I got pregnant with my youngest, uh Shalia was like 13. Let me see. My man. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm crazy. But you know, got remarried. We wanted to have a kid together. But that right. gap alone was difficult. So I can only imagine. But I mean, for yeah. you, from on the outside looking in, just from observing you and from knowing you for years. It seems like having the twins really like reignited you, like brought yeah. you alive again. Yeah, I love kids. Yeah. I, it, I never had an issue with having kids. It was just that my age was getting up there and mm -hmm. my children were getting older, the ones that I had. So, you know, to go from one being 16 to twins about to be one, Huge gap, you know. You was almost done. <laughs> exactly. I always say, man, I almost had him off the payroll. I'm, look, every time I try to get out, they pull me right back in. And you got daycare times too now. Bless your soul. Whew. That's my wife. Let's talk about that. How much is daycare um, a week for the twins? Well, of course, it depends on when you go, but we're paying is about six a week. Six hundred a week. That is crazy. Oh my gosh. I won't even I won't even sit on that, but that like hurt my soul. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. So back on topic. So you as a man um raising your daughters, how where do you get your uh inspiration, your tools, your know-how from? Is it like because you the women in your family, or how do you know what to do, what not to do, or do you just learn it trial and error? I pick up things based off what I've seen growing up. And a lot of that is what not to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of things is like, how would I treat my mother or my sister or my girlfriend or my wife or whoever? You know, it's all about a level of respect. So even like, even to my daughters, I always say ma'am. So it's just a level of treating them as an individual respect. And you got to have a good temperament. You can't just be short of patience all the time. Although, as parents, we get short of patience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, and it's real easy to snap. And, you That's know, why they have know, mommy juice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, you got to know when to really sit back and like, give me a minute and just, you know, decompress for a quick second. And then you get to talking to them and you handle it like that. Now, when you approach them in that, you know, easy manner and they're still like kind of trying to run over you, then it might be a little bit of a time to start to kind of get down to get down. Yeah. You know? So are you, you feel like you're, you're more strict to the girls than their mom? Um, or <laughs> when, when did you start being strict on them? Was it everybody had a different age because of what they were going through in life or you just knew when and like, well, Put the foot down. I, I think to an extent, I'm a little, yeah, I think I'm a little more strict 
But it's not like, the, you know, the ruling with an iron fist type strict. It's just more or less of, I'm going to raise you so I don't see you growing up like these little girls I see growing up in the street. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and to an extent that can be good and bad mm-hmm. because um, my level of strictness can often sway them away from trends. Like let's say clothing. I won't buy certain clothes. If I had to pick it out, I'm going to pick out stuff. They can be like, Dad, I'm not wearing that. And I'm like, well, that's what I am. So <laughs> you want me to get clothes. That's what I'm buying. Now, if I give you money, you want to go with your mom, that's fine. But then I got to say, well, you bought that for her. So, and it's, it's not it's not so much as to be stern or straight. I guess I'm just kind of old school in my mind because I see what, like I said, I see what these little girls wearing mm. out and about in, in the world. And I'm like, I don't want my kids that way. Yeah, so, some, some men can't tell if these girls are little girls or women and it's exactly. i mean it's hard yeah exactly. um is there a difference between because you have 25 and you have 16 so is there a difference in how you raise and and not to not to skip the 19 year old i'm just looking at a gap so the difference between your 25 year old daughter and your 16 year old daughter like because i feel like it's the oldest mm-hmm. the younger get treated better because I, I was trial and error so did you do trial and error with 25? And by the time you got to your 16-year-old, like you say, okay, I got it down. <laughs> no, I, would, I wouldn't say that. Because to be honest with you, the 19-year-old was my bit of a trial and error. Because she had a whole different personality. Oh. <laughs> she was kind of mean as a, as a kid, really, even to me. But no, I wouldn't say it was different. Um, because again, you, it was different personalities too. Yeah, that's true. My oldest is a Leo. And the youngest is, uh, what's in March? What's that, Aquarius? She's a... Uh... Pisces. Thank you. So they were diff- very, diff- very different personalities. Very, very different. But no, um, to be honest with you, the 16-year-old is probably, even to this day, the easiest to raise. Oh, okay. Easy- easiest. But I t- but at, at this stage now, it's more or less like my 25 year you're a grown woman. So yeah. the most I can do advise you i'm not going to tell you what to do because you're grown mm-hmm. you're doing mm-hmm. your own thing your own bills same thing for my 19 year old you're you're an adult you yeah. know you can go on to get in the military you're a grown-up yeah. so i will advise you i will give you my opinion but i will never tell you what to do but the 16 year old yeah it's gonna be more or less like she putting you through huh <laughs> that, hey you know so yeah, I don't know what it is with these the young these younger kids. They are they're different. Like you know, they're just it's a different. I won't even get into it. This is not about me and my kids. This is about you and your girls. So we're gonna yeah. stay right there. But okay. um, I was gonna ask you another question. Um, so let's talk about the difficult parts of being a father when um you have girls. Those difficult conversations. So what about okay? And we'll go one by one. So what about cycles how do you deal with cycles i'm pretty sure the mother is beneficial in that area but how how did you feel and how was that cycle discussion with all your girls and was it different for each one like (laughs) let's talk about that (laughs) well to be honest with you they didn't want to talk to me it was like because i remember my oldest dad i'm not talking to you about that when she first started (laughs) but it's like truth be told i can't relate the only thing i can talk to you about is stuff i studied in health or, you know, in school, because I can't tell you how that's going to feel. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how the pain is going to be, what's going to hurt, what's going to swell, how it's going to affect you. And because it may not be the same for each person, you know. It's going to swell, like the word. I can easily say, uh, you know, I always hear you're supposed to take my dog. I don't know, you know. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know. So I could do my best to tell them what it means. But mm-hmm. I think it's always best for stuff like that to come from a woman like their mom. Because yeah. she's going to be able to tell them more about what it means and exactly explain that you're becoming a woman. Yeah. You know, um, even though you're still a young woman, but you're you're developing into your woman phase of life. Mm-hmm. And they can really explain that, you know, a lot better than any man can. 
Did so, you ever have to go to the store and buy um, stuff tap, for menstrual yeah, cycles, like tampons and pads? I get it for anybody. I used to go for my mom. Or something. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. You know, I didn't get you always how men so embarrassed to pick that up. Hey, I'd rather know that they're doing what they need to do to keep themselves up exactly than yeah. to walking around with spots in their clothes or whatever. Oh you know? my gosh, <laughs> that's funny. So, what about um, let me see, first crush or no, okay, you want to do first crush or you want to do first time having sex? Pick one, virginity let's, or let's, let's do crush first. Let's do crush, okay, first. yeah, let's let's build it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me hold oh, on. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, cause that's that's sensitive for dads, you know. Like it really is. It I know really as is. a mom, I'm like, you know, you, you can get her. Be careful. Da, 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 and dads are like, don't talk to boys. You know, like. I would I would never be that one to tell you not to talk to boys. I'll probably be that one that says. You know, I'm that one that would tell you, yeah, well, you can't get your first boyfriend until you're like 25, 30. 25? That's just me being dad. You know, and oh I was it was just my thing. But I would tell them, you know, Crazy. you're young. So there's nothing wrong with liking boys. Mm -hmm. Take your time. You know, I'm not going to tell you not to put your all in it, but just remember, you still do. You still grow you know, you meet people, you're learning to like them because this may not be your boyfriend, but may end up being just your very best friend that you That's thought you were. So, you know, I, I I encourage relationships, but at the same time, it's like, I do get that little dad thing of, uh, well, you know, I want to meet him. You know, I want to know who this little boy is you're talking to. Yeah, <laughs> Bring him to the house. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna want daddy. Can I go to the movies with so-and-so? Who's chaperoning? You know, because I remember how I was. They don't do chaperones no more. Okay, they just All right. they they out there. Yeah, yeah. We got to work on something. Well, bless your heart, because you got some beautiful two at a time. One year old. I mean, yeah, we want. I want to even get your heart beating on that. Let's keep. Let's let's stick with the older ones right now, because the babies are still cute and cuddly. It'd be the older one that put you through the through the ring. Man. So is there, did you have to ever go through a heartbreak or did, do your girls ever talk to you about their, their boyfriend situations and do they ever ask you for advice from a man's perspective or they just go to their mom about that kind of stuff? It was more than mine. I remember when my oldest experienced a heartbreak, she didn't really want to get into it too much with me, but um, all I could do is reassure her that you're a beautiful young lady. And trust me, we all experience heartbreaks. We mm -hmm. all experience them. So don't don't think it's just a disease only you're gonna go through or an experience you're gonna have because I guarantee you everybody's had it. Your mom's probably had it. I know I've had it, you know, your grandmother, you know, everybody, your friends. So in talking about it, it's not hard. My I remember when my now well gonna be 19-year-old had a heartbreak. It turned into something a little traumatic. Um, hmm. it because it became, you know, not to go into too much detail, but it, yeah, it yeah. A family fight because, mm -hmm. and it, it was because I was just trying to understand what was going on, and her older sister was there, and she was like, "Dad, just leave her alone. You'll never understand what it's like to be a teenage girl and experience heartache." I said, mm -hmm. "I understand that, but it's still my responsibility as a father." to try to console my child. Mm -hmm. You know, if she doesn't want to talk to me about what's going on, it's fine. Let me at least try to ease her, mm -hmm. you know, where she can get into a mode where she's more settled, not crying, and she can be willing to talk to somebody. Cause right now she, she you know, she was just in shambles. Mm -hmm. So, um, but those are the only two that I've dealt with so far. Uh, <laughs> So as far as you know, your 16-year-old is not dating yet. No, she's not dating. I know. She, okay. she actually talked to me. As she's far as you know. Okay. Don't do that. Don't okay. Do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have a 20-year-old put me through the ringer, so I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, whatever they say, it's just for surface for me. But yeah. um, 
Well, I was gonna ask you, did you ever do you ever have conversations with the girls, like giving them the game of men? Like, have you been there? Cause see, me and my dad, we're really cool. We talk about everything, even from a young age. And I would like, Dad, give me the game. So basically, growing up, and then I got uncles that keep me, you know, my grandpa, like the, the men in my family, they mm-hmm. put they put me on game. So growing up, they always call me like you want like you like one of the dudes. I'm like, hey, I got the best teacher. <laughs> <laughs> all right know what you're doing i'm one step ahead so mm-hmm. do you give your daughters the game so they can know what guys yeah. do <laughs> yeah because they they'll tell me you know they might say well you came to me and said that's it baby let me tell you what that means. <laughs> you know, let me explain to you what this means okay um because and it's and it's funny and i, I don't want to reference back to uh, another uh podcast you had the, the last one um the communication yeah when they said when he said uh he said courting versus uh convincing yes i got my notes hold on let me flip back (laughs) but basically i'm like you know i said you got to understand when guys are doing things to try to impress you to keep your attention just to get to a certain level whether it be they're going, they might really like you and they're going to do all they can to show you things. They're going to take you out and buy stuff, blah, blah, blah. Then y'all going to get together and then all that stuff is going to die down because now he got you what he wanted. Or he was just trying to sleep with you, not even slept with you. Now he might still be talking to you, but a lot of this stuff is going to die down because now he got you where he wanted you. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful on the stuff that you take, the decision that you make when it comes to your relationships because. I'm not going to be there all the time. You know, your mom's not going to be there all the time. And when you're in that moment, you got to really think, am I living for this moment or am I living mm-hmm. for tomorrow? So, and it's emotional. And, like women or yeah. well, even as little girls, like it's emotional. So one thing my dad used to do was um, he was he would send me flowers, you know, like mm-hmm. send me flowers. So he'll do all these things and show me. That way, when a guy comes with some flowers or when somebody come open my door, I'm not impressed and ready to open my legs. You know what I'm saying? My dad used to buy me jewelry, you know, necklaces, you know, real jewelry. So when it when you came with that, I'm like, I mean, it's cute and everything, but, you know, I've been there. <laughs> not impressing me. Yeah, I've been there, done that. So that, that's what I would tell a lot of men. Just make sure you love on your girls and show them, you know, that respect. So when somebody, some little knucklehead boy come along, Mm-hmm. with some flowers from Walmart, then they're not impressed. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like, <laughs> right. That's what happens. And then they fall in love and they're like, oh my God, he's the best. But I'm like, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. You got you to look behind those flowers. You know, everything is, everything is a, I don't want to say everything is a front. I shouldn't say, but. You're not everybody, you, but you got to be yeah. careful. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and, and like you said about being emotional, that's another thing because it's also how you talk to girls because mm. as a man, we, we you know, we, we got to be the strength. We got to be the head of the house. We got to be the ones that keep things together. And sometimes with, with that role, you got to be stern. And with girls, not all girls, but with, with girls, women, you know, young ladies, whatever, having more of a sensitive side and being more emotional, you can start to break that from them where they want to talk to you because dad just going to be mean he's going to yell at me he's going to talk to me uh." you got to learn as a father to actually sit and listen to what your daughter you can't just go up in there and say well notice 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 and this that's it period oh yeah (laughs) really got to listen to what's being said to you and and then give your feedback because when they see that y'all have that level of communication that really draws them in to want to talk to you more and want to talk to you about personal things that's happening. It could be daddy, me and my, my best girlfriend just had a fight. She ticked me off and I don't know what to do. Daddy could still give advice for that. But yeah, if, if you had that, if you didn't have that type of chemistry with your daughter, she's not going to talk to you. She's probably either going to talk to mom if mom's available or she's going to go to maybe one of her girlfriends who might get the wrong advice. Her. You know, that's that's really important. That's really important to bring it, bring it down a notch, get on their level, like, you know, meet them emotionally, Mm -hmm. listen, 
and don't be so hard. So dads are protectors. So your daughter can come to you and say, so-and-so did this to me. You know, this boy did that. And immediately you're like, well, you ain't got no business talking to boys anyway. You know, like you can go there or you can go, well, tell me how you feel. How do you feel? Yeah. Or, um, yeah, because dads can be really, and that's why my, my, I could talk my dad anything because he never, my dad don't judge me. Like I can come and say that I messed up. And he's like, you know what? It's cool. Let me tell you how, you know what I'm saying? How I got through that. So, um, I was going to ask you another question and it just, it just, um, oh, speaking of emotion and meeting at your girl. So I see some, sorry, I got food delivery. My dog's barking. Um, so I see some daddies that get down to nitty gritty with the little girls and let them put makeup on them and paint their toenails and their fingernails. Is that something that you like? <laughs> I've, I've done the makeup. I've let my, okay. and of fact, we had a family reunion. And I let my now 60, well, I'm sorry, now 18-year-old put makeup on me, put like eyeliner. I totally forgot about it. I went to the family room <laughs> with this stuff of mine. People were like, what's going on? Um, like, you know, tell us something. And I'm like, I don't know. And then I remember she put that makeup on me, but that was bonding time. So yeah. now I won't do, I won't do nail polish. I, I, I don't do that. But I kind of put a little ruse on me, and you know, nobody know. Don't think about it. But it's just, it's if if it's if it's gonna be fun for my children, mm-hmm. why not? Like I said, it's bonding time. So you know, if we were to do the tea party, yeah, I I put the little the shawl on, whatever. whatever yeah, yeah. And, just don't record you know, it. <laughs> no, no. And if anybody takes a picture, your phone is done. <laughs> so, um, another question I have is, um, I was going to ask you next. Dang, Ethan just walked in here and distracted me. Dang, I forgot. I forgot that quick. Um, oh, when it comes down to relationships, what kind of advice? I mean, I know we talk about relationship, but I want to know what advice do you give your daughter? Like, what is the the basic consensual thing that you tell all your girls when it comes down to relationships and and love? Don't settle for anything. That's the biggest thing. And then they say, what you mean by that? Like, just because he's cute, don't just settle for cute. Settle for how he treats you. Because, you know, they got a lot of good looking men and women out here that are extremely arrogant. And, Mm. you know, yeah, they're going to try to make it seem like she should be lucky I chose her. You know, Mm. don't don't settle for just being, you know, on somebody's arm just because they seem to be the trophy piece. You know, you're the trophy piece and mm-hmm. they should treat you as such. Make sure they polish in their trophy, you know, make sure they have it on display. Make sure they take care of it. Don't let it fall off the shelf and break, you know? So just when you meet a guy, just make sure he's treating you right, the, the way that you want to be treated because mm-hmm. that's going to be indicative of how people are going to see you. So if he treats you like trash, people are going to see you as trash, you know, mm-hmm. and they're not going to respect you. So Make sure you don't settle for any old person. Okay, so would you rather your girls date someone or marry someone who loves them dearly and adores them, will never cheat on them, keep them polished, like you say, all these things, uplift them, but they don't make a lot of money. They can't take care of the household and she's the breadwinner and, you know, taking care of everything. Or would you rather her be with somebody who is in that role that we see in society for a man to make all the money, take care of her financially, treat her subpar, you know what I mean? But not like a diamond. Like what what would you prefer for your girls to go through? Well, that's That's a hard question. I know that's that's a tough one. To be able to provide as well, but at the same time, you also have to look at it like this. She's an adult. It's not about what you want. It's about what she wants and what she can handle. Because she's going to have to look at it like this. You enter into this situation, marriage, relationship, whatever it is, knowing what it was, because I'm sure the cards were on the table. If that's something that you felt that you can still live with, build on, or whatnot, you know, maybe he has goals. Um and you can deal with that, then that's fine. I'll back you up. I'm going to be behind you regardless. No matter how I might personally feel, I'm still going to support you. You know, because if the guy could be a gagillionaire and still 
you know, if you if you mind being treated halfway decent, again, you're an adult, but you got to look at it like this. This is a position you put yourself in because I'm not yeah. going to get into your relationship once you become an adult because mm-hmm. you're an adult now. So you have to live with the decisions that you make. Would I help you or be there for you? Hell yeah, I'm your dad. But at that time, regardless of what I might tell you as far as my opinion, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I leave it at that's just my opinion. Yeah. So. Well, anything else you want to capture or tell us? Any any interesting stories? Uh, uh, without giving all, you know all the all the details and all the embarrassing uh, details, uh, or we'll take that too. But. <laughs> interesting stories interesting stories let's see you know here's another thing that we didn't quite touch on is the gap of of the kids because when when my 18 year old and 16 year old found out found out that i was having twins oh yes the first thing they said the first thing my 18 year old asked me was nothing's going to change right I said, what do you mean? He said, I mean, you're still going to be our dad. You're still going to talk to us and come. I haven't stopped yet. So, um, but I can tell they kind of, I think they feel some type of way though because they don't show much interest in the little sister, to be honest with you. They ask about it, but not you know, like siblings would really, yeah. now mind you, they, they haven't met them yet because they were still so young and going through so much. Um, but it was like, uh, I think because of the circumstances of where they are being uh, in Texas mm-hmm. and um, me being here, um, I think it might be a, a particular type of feeling that the twins have me. Mm-hmm. On a, their on priority. Well, yeah, their priority because I'm because they're here, mm-hmm. but it's like they get to have me every day, hands on, yeah. you know. And and I think that no, while nobody has said anything, I do think that is a factor because again, when I I can even send them pictures of the sisters, and it's like no real response, no real anything. So and and that kind of. It makes me feel bad, but then at the same time, it's like the way certain circumstances went down, it kind of wasn't my fault. So the only thing I could do is we talk about that everybody, yeah, <laughs> as I can and try to make sure nobody feels left out. So um, how do you do that? How do you bridge that gap then? Because that has to hurt you too, because you do not want them to feel that way. So I mean, what do you and then and then and then you can't stop displaying the love you have for your twins on behalf of them i mean what do you that's that's a conflicting place to be in. i know me at a 40 year old if my what if my mom or dad try to have a kid i'm like oh no we no we close we don't we're not accepting no new siblings i mean granted i wouldn't treat them any kind of way but mm-hmm. it'd be kind of funny i'm like because I, I already built a bond with my you know three other siblings and then now you want to bring a little baby hold on you know, I can see it, but you have to understand too that they're not mature enough. I don't know about the 25 year old or about to be 25 year old, but the teenagers, they're probably not mature enough to handle or to deal with the emotion of this. So I just think you just need, need to give it time and just keep cultivating the relationship, you know, making sure that they know they're important. But I promise you with time, it'll come. But right now it's probably too fresh. They don't get it. It's you know, it's just too much. It's heavy for them, I'm sure. It, and I think it is, but I, I make sure I maintain a relationship. You know, you know, I'm calling them at least every day. Um, you know, or I contact them some type of way to let them know, hey, I just want to hope you have a wonderful day. Daddy loves you. You know, take care and be blessed. Or mm-hmm. sometimes I just text them, great morning to you. You know, hey, have a have a blessed day. You know, just something to let them know you're on my mind. I'm thinking about you. Wishing you all the best, and I want nothing less than the best for you. So, and I feel like as long as I keep doing that, keep in, interacting, keep communicating, well, it's like, well, it's not that daddy's not talking to me because mm-hmm. calls me all the time. But is it like always oh, a text, a text or call? I'm gonna ask you the text or is it it's a call both. or is it really okay? Both. Really both. And then you know, I go out and visit as often as I can. A couple of times a year, I go out to Houston and spend some time with them and. 
And then it's, it's daddy daughter's time. Yeah. So, so what do y'all do when you go visit them in Houston? What, hey, what it, kind it, of things do you guys do together? What's different? Um, they do, we do do the swimming thing. Of course they want to go shopping. So you gotta come you, ready with those coins. Well, you got three foot. Man, you have no idea. You gotta so, save up to come go visit. <laughs> Cause then yeah, now you wanna save up ain't even enough sometimes. <laughs> But um, then, you know, of course, I take them around to see my dad and my other family that's in Houston. Mm -hmm. So um, I just try to spend as much one-on-one -on -one time to them, whether we go out to eat, whether we see a movie, just anything. It's like, first, let's go see family. And then it's, let's do us. You know, let's just the three of us. Or because uh, my 18-year-old uh, has a job. So I try to wait for her to be off so we can all do it together. But if my 16-year-old wants to still get out, we could get out and do something like she likes to draw. So maybe we'll go to an art store and, and get some stuff mm -hmm. and then draw together, you know, anything. Anything that involves us interacting, spending time together, and they cool with it, I'm, I'm, I'm great with it. How so. often do you get, I know the, the uh, demographics are difficult, but do you, got, do you have any one-on-one -on -one time with them when you get there? I mean, the, the trip's probably short, but you mean one on, I'm talking about one-on-one, -on -one, you and one daughter, you and one daughter, or is it just you and all three of them all together? I know it's, it's probably hard. It's usually the three of us together, um, yeah. but we all talk openly. Um, I think, no, because I don't want the one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one time to be when I have them, unless it's something in particular. Like if maybe at my family's house, I'll tell one, come, come talk to me in the other room, let's talk while one plays with the rest of the family. Right. But if we're all together, then I can't sort of seclude them because I don't want one to think I'm showing a little more favoritism to one over the other. Yeah. I always want them to know that everything is equal. Love is going to be equal. It's not going to be one is prioritized over the other. Because I grew up like that, where I was treated, me and I, it was four of us. So my older sister, my older brother, like, let's say we got, um, what you call allowance mm -hmm. they may have gotten ten dollars when me and my little brother got five and and they their their um justification was well they're older I, i'm not gonna do that no yeah. they're all my kids equally i don't care how old they are so everybody's gonna get ten dollars so that's how i look at it everything must be distributed equally love mm -hmm. time affection all of that otherwise one is gonna feel some type of way and think that like i said you're showing preferential treatment. Now, I don't want nobody to feel that way. Yeah. So. Okay. Wow, I still can't believe you have five girls. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know how my dad did with the two girls that he had. Like, we are events. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we a handful. <laughs> I, I, I see it just from the pictures alone. I'm like, yeah. and even And then my yeah. brother, another handful. And I have two brothers. I got one sitting there. We, I don't know how they, I don't know how you do it, but. So is there anything else? Um, did we did we cover everything you want to cover here? Like I feel like I jumped around because at whenever you're talking, something pops in. I just ask it. So I'm sorry it was random questions, but you, we don't have no script here. So I don't. What, you, you, what did we miss? Did you did you? I, I hate to say that I'm getting old. Did you actually ask me what's the sex conversation like? Oh, I did, we, we, but we uh, we I talked about dating. Yeah, but we just never got back to it. We were on a tangent. Okay, so we got past the dating stage. So well, what was that conversation, the, the the sex conversation? You know, you know, it's it, you have the, the birds and bees talk with them. Which okay, again, so what's the birds and bees talk? The birds and bees talk is basically, first you're explaining, first I explain what sex is. What What is the true purpose of sex? Now I explain that. Then... You start talking about now there's a difference between sex, making love, and screwing is what I see. Cause I can't use any other words. I say you got sex, you got making love, you got screwing. And then I try to you know explain what each one is. Say so you can you can love a man. And you know, in, in all aspects, you can be in tune with his heart, emotional, uh, with his mind. He can fill you up um spiritually, uh you know, he can be that one that just um, is, is there for your needs. And I don't mean just um, materialistically. And with that, y'all grow together and y'all fall in love. 
And making love is a way y'all express your love for each other. I said, but then they're screwing. Now, screwing is just, I am feeling some type of way and I just need my, my scratch, my itch to be scratched. What age so, is this conversation though? Like this is, I will be so, I feel uncomfortable and I'm not your daughter. Like I feel uncomfortable right now. <laughs> these are the teenage. These so are what teenage age? <laughs> I mean, I was 13 and 14. Okay. And I, and I had to have that talk young because no one had that talk with me. Mm-hmm. And I started at a young age and really didn't, didn't know what I was doing. Knew yeah. what everybody was talking about, but didn't know what I was truly doing other than trying to catch a feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to explain to them, like I said, the differences. And they told me that they felt uncomfortable. I said, well, I just want you to understand the difference because I'm not going to tell you, well, of course I'm going to tell you not to have sex. You know, that's what a parent is supposed to. But a responsible parent is also going to tell you, be responsible, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if you can avoid the situation, I'd be more than happy to say, <laughs> get out of there. But if it comes down and you feel like it's something you really want to do. Let me tell you then, what you need to then, be prepared. Then I start doing this because like, please don't. <laughs> and, but I said, but this is how you protect yourself. And if he really cares about you, then tell him to put a condom on, you know? Yeah. Something as simple as that. And if, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you some. And I'm not giving yeah. you this to promote you to have sex. I'm giving you this to promote that if you're going to have sex, be safe. That's all I said. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I can't, like I said, because of my situation, I can't tell them not to. And do you explain to them that when you're, okay, so when you're on your period, you can get pregnant. Like, did you go like? Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I said. Okay. When I explained that, I did all the medical, my son said medical. The, the health classes that I took in high school and middle school, because that's the only, like I said. Did you go to Google? <laughs> you consult Google? First. No, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think <laughs> about it. Because I always said, now I need to find a woman to truly explain all of this to them. I'm sure you know? their mother did, you know. Well, my that's... old, her mom passed at three. Oh, so, okay. you know, she had a godmother and her godmother did explain it to her, but I just had to make sure yeah, that she went to her godmother and got that information. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I mean, still, it's like it, it's it's rough, you know, because yeah. I'm always going to see the little girls, and I'm mm-hmm. looking at grown women, but I still see like my daughter to be 19. I still see the three year old that will wake up and bed next to me and and, and yell at me just because she had a grumpy night or whatever. Yeah, you know, so. To see them grow up is is good and bad. It has its you know pros and cons because again, I hold on to the little girl like my twins. Yeah. I'm still gonna see the twins even once they turn one. I still <laughs> see the newborn babies in the hospital. You know. So, so what is it that you learn? What What do you think, if anything, and it may be nothing. It may be nothing, but what do you do differently with their with your baby girls than you did with your older girls? nothing i don't do anything different with them um no not do but like what would you do like is there anything you would change or or like you know do better this time around i think i would be as patient as i was at times i think i would be more patient now and another Mm -hmm. thing is um you know that discipline stuff i wouldn't i wouldn't spank them because uh, I didn't really spank my other daughters. I'd pop them on their butt sometimes, yeah. But I didn't really spank them. Because um, I, I found this out, and I, I, I can also carry this over to the twins. When we mentioned how, how daughters really do take to their dads, you know, you know, the daddy's girl syndrome. My oldest used to um, kind of do bad in school towards her senior Mm-hmm. And we all used to yell at her, you know, snap at her. So I, I started realizing all of this yelling ain't helping. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm gonna just talk to you just like this. I expressed my disapprovement, and I would uh, tell them how I feel about uh, what you did, and then 
this happened one time. I told her, I'm, I'm be honest with you, I'm very disappointed you, re you really hurt me. And I heard her cry. Hmm. And I don't think I've ever heard her cry from me just giving words to her that weren't either insulting or condescending, which I never insulted or condescending. You tapped into her emotional. Yeah. And when I, when I heard that, I was like, wow. Just the simple thing of just telling her, you disappointed me, your dad. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, that must have affected her because she started crying. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting to the point, well, what I would do differently is not all that yelling and stuff, you know? Um, I'd have to discipline by example, meaning I'm not just going to talk to you. I'm, I'm going to show action. So, mm -hmm. like, I know you like to do this or you like to play with that or, no, oh, that's gone. No, mm -hmm. we'll sit down in the corner or whatever. Now, some people say, oh, that's, that's how white people raise their kids. Well, I mean, but at the same time. No, track, take away privileges. That's, that works. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. beat ain't always the way. You yeah. know, just because I got beat, you know, look at every kid. Every kid is different. You know, exactly. every kid requires something different. And you just have to figure it out exactly. as they grow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you see what, uh, what, what's their button, what you push mm -hmm. in order to get them to be like, Oh no, because I remember growing up, it was like, nah, you can't go to that high school dance. Nah, remember that homecoming you're supposed to go to? That's out. And you sit up there like, what do you mean? Oh man? no, had a date and everything. Like, you're going to like, that was worse than any beating you could have given. I was like, nah, just whip me. Whip me twice. You know, let <laughs> me go to the dance. So, yeah, it's a matter of, of, of finding what really makes them tick and taking that away. Cool. This is a good conversation. I'm just, I'm just laugh, I'm just laughing the whole time because I'm a daughter, so I like, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get all this. So, and then you know, I have, I have daughters, and my, and I see my husband struggling with these things. So it's just, it's just funny to me. But anything else that we did that I didn't ask? I think I asked you like a buku question, but is there anything that you want to convey that we did I didn't bring up? Like, what is your message to um, dads raising girls? Dads, don't be afraid to talk to your girls. That's all I'm gonna say. Keep a good, healthy, open line of communication because there are gonna be things that we are uncomfortable with talking about, but as long as you come to them and talk to them in a, a calm manner, and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, every day, hey, how you doing? How was your day? You know, they might not open up right away. And it may take them later on in the day. It may take them later on the week. But the more that you show that concern and you show an even, an even temperament when you're talking to them, mm -hmm. trust me, that keeps them to the point where I can talk to my dad because he's not going to snap at me. He's not going to mm -hmm. judge me. He's not going to look at me and say, well, you shouldn't, you know, he, he, he might show that something I did wasn't pleasing to him. He's going to explain why he's going to talk to me about it. You know, he's not going to, he's not going to scorn me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not saying there won't be times where you might get a little miffed and, and be a little, um, I don't want to say aggressive, but hard when you're talking, but you have to let them know you have to do it in a manner that they understand because you're disappointed and you loved it. That's all. It's all about passion. So, is there ever a time? That you, is there ever a time you were too harsh to your one of your girls? You have to apologize and be like, you know what? Dang, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> I was yeah. everybody learning. There's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry. Men, yeah. women, kids. Let me tell you, that apology go a long way. It do. That's an issue. A lot of apologies <laughs> as a parent. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, cool. Well, this is cool. This is exciting. Um, I'm, you know, it's it's funny because if you had a boy, I wish I I wish I would know. Like, if you had like five girls and one boy, I, I wish I could know how you would treat. How would you treat your boy different? Like, if you had one, I would. And then we gonna go. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'd probably be a little tougher with him. When I mean by tougher, and I don't mean like to man him up. The way I I interact with him, like even when we play, you know, might do a little bit of the wrestling stuff and stuff. But also, I'm going to teach him, as a man, you got to protect your sisters. Or, mm -hmm. You know, the male, I should say. You know, watch out for your sister. Even your older sister. You could be, she could be 25, you can be six. 
if you see somebody hitting on your sister outside, you run up and, and, and you know, do what you got to do. Cause yeah. <laughs> That's a, at the end of the day. So, you know, I teach him, I'll teach him to be fearless. I would teach my daughters to be fearless too. Yeah. And I would also teach him how to respect a woman. And as I teach him, I would hope my daughters are watching and say, yeah, that's nice, daddy. I want a man to do that for me, yeah. you know? Cause like when I, when I, send, I, I send flowers to the twins once, you know, they don't understand what's going on, but hey, why not? Yeah. You know? Start early. Yeah, I, I send flowers yeah. to my girls. I, uh, yeah, I was so spoiled. Like my dad would send me flowers on Mother's Day, on birthday, and everything. But as mm-hmm. soon as I got married, he stopped, and I was like, I was, I was, my heart was broke. But he was well, like, you know, I was just doing it until I, I mean, I get it. Yeah. But I was so used to getting flowers to work, and I'm like, I know it's my dad. You know what I mean? Like flowers to the house on Mother's Day. He like, you got a man now, so I don't have to do it no more. I'm like, dang. <laughs> Once we, because basically that's what he did. He had it. That responsibility was spoiling you over to your husband. Yeah. So now he's supposed to do that, or at least in his own way. He may, because nobody's ever going to do it like daddy. Even if he does the exact same thing, it's still going to feel different because that came from your husband, that came from your daddy. So, So daddy, if you're listening, I still love flowers. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of my daddy, like we're going to have him and I are preparing a, a, a show coming up, and it's going to be around how to get a woman and keep a woman. So that's going to be from an OG perspective. And get it's, my pick. it's going down. <laughs> I'm all, I'm it's all, going I'm down. All. So I'm y'all all. get ready. It was going to be next week, but I'm traveling, so I'll definitely keep y'all posted. But anyway, tangent. That's going to be good, though. All right. Yeah. Did we miss anything? So, I mean, men, you got the message. You know what I mean? Just be, you know, be gentle, be compassionate, you know, meet them where they are, try not to be so harsh, be understanding, you know, be patient and just be open, you know, keep that open line of communication and, you know, your girls will fall into you and trust you and want to tell you things. But if you come to, as a girl, I'll tell you, if I come, if you come, if your girls come to you and you're like too harsh and shut them down, they're not coming to you no more. That's it. That's it. So, yeah. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. I want to say to all you fathers out there that are watching, that are taking care of your girls, or our sons, um, just keep up the good work. Do your best. Don't don't get overwhelmed. I know it happens at times. Sometimes you just got to sit back and, like I say, you get get that woo-sah and then just jump right back into it because that's a job that's never going to end, even mm-hmm. when they're adults. They're mm-hmm. still going to be coming back home to mommy or daddy. So you always trust me, your job never ends. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Conversations. Be sure you subscribe to the podcast to catch every new episode. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please share it with your family and friends and your social media. Remember, always bring your own sunshine. Never let anyone steal your joy. See you next time.